Welcome to the Explosion Network's exploration of Studio Ghibli. Each week we'll be discussing one of the films from within the library of the celebrated animation studio. This is Studio Ghibli's Animated Wonders. Hello, my name is Dylan Blank. Joining me to discuss today's animated wonder is Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan. Excited to be here to talk about little people. Okay. That's the that's and the that's the correct termage. I mean, they're not really they're, they're like fantasy creatures in this, aren't they? So <laughs> they're like more like a version of fairies, I guess. Uh, also, Hikira Machin. I'm here to discuss if Haru is the most dastardly villain in all of uh, Studio Ghibli so far. Ooh. Really? Mm, possibly. Hot, hot takes. Hot mm. takes. Uh, so, yeah, today. Today's movie we're talking about is The Secret World of Ariadne. It was directed by Hiromasa Yonobayashi. It was based on the, the novel The Borrowers by Mary Norton. And it was written by, the screenplay was written by Hayao Miyazaki and Kiko Niwa. Niwa. Uh, the main cast is Marei... Moreshida, Tomokazu, Marie, Ryanosuke, Kamika, Kirin, Kiki. And it was released in 2010. The synopsis for the film is the Clock family are four inch tall people who live anonymously in another family's residence, borrowing simple items to make their home. Life changes for the clocks when their teenage daughter, Ariadne, is discovered. Dun, dun, dun. Way. Join them on their journey as they both discover an amazing right, How did you feel about Secret World of Ariadne, also known as Ariadne, also known as Borrower Ariadne? Uh, yeah, it was fine. I mean, there was some cool character design and like world design, obviously, with her being much smaller. Like, you see the everything's to scale differently. Um, and it's cool that like they're building, they're getting the way up the house with like nails and different things like that, but I don't think this is just one of the stronger ones so far of the Ghibli stuff. Which is hard. It's, it's not hard. It's not too much of a big claim because obviously we've had some fantastic films so far. So, yeah. This is a debut. This is uh, after coming off last week of Ponyo where Miyazaki retired for his second time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he will be back out of retirement uh, soon. Yeah. But he retired, and then as a studio, Studio Ghibli's like, okay, let's try and get some uh, fresh talent in, and, and these sorts of things. They they get in um, Yonobashi to do this, and I guess you can sort of tell it's someone's first feature, but also it's no tale of a Tales from Earthsea. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite that. Yeah, quite that level. Yeah, uh, Kieran, how do you feel about it? Uh, it was okay. Like I don't, I felt felt weird because there is the the Western um, like. Live action movie? movie, The Borrowers, um, that came John out Goodman. early 2000s. John Goodman? With John Goodman, yep. Um, so it was kind of weird having that to kind of go off. Uh, it felt I felt like this movie should have had more to it. Like there should have been a third act to this movie or like another part to this movie. It just kind of finishes and you're like, oh, okay, this is where we're going. Okay, sure, whatever. Um, I don't know. It was it was it was all right. Like I liked the as Ash said, I, I agree with the character design. I really like the character design and the world design in general. Um, but it, yeah, it was just lacking most of the time. Yeah, it. I think what I had the biggest problem with is the human 
side of the story. Like even uh, what's yeah, what is his name? The shoe, the kid, show. No, the kid, show, show, show. show. That's show. It, yeah, Sorry, show. Show was just not interesting. <laughs> it sounds mean to say, considering he's going through obviously uh like she's uh, yeah he's, and you could gonna you die. could say he's de- you could say he's depressed <laughs> like you could play off his thing as he's sort of this child depressed character who finds and i mean the narrative kind of pulls you for this thing where it's he finds life through meeting Ariadne, and then has like the most cliche line at the end of the movie where he's like you made me want to live again which i was like oh come on <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a that's a bit much for the as far as cliche lines can kind of go, but yeah, I just found it, like he wasn't that interesting, and then the the rest of the family also wasn't interesting, and there just wasn't like fun to that. Because I guess if you want to compare it, because I haven't seen that John Goodman movie in a very long time, mm. like I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but it's got John Goodman in it. <laughs> like if you want to compare the <laughs> like the the personality of the human characters, the the, the full size human characters. To, to the smaller ones then it's like that movie had a lot more spades of personality although I, I don't mind the the family of borrowers in this movie i thought ariadne was uh fun and adventurous and sh- she was interesting to watch and the dad was this kind of stoic father figure who was just you know obviously trying to lead the the family in the right direction in a world where they they constantly talk about the fear of being the only ones left and then the mother I also thought it was quite cool because she, especially when you, you get a better understanding of her when she has the line where she kind of freaks out and says, oh, we might be the last borrowers alive. And then you get to see how happy she is when they meet um, uh, the wild one. The wild. Spiller. 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 Yeah, Spiller. Yeah. There you go. Spiller. It was, <laughs> mm. it was a, just fucking carrying around with a bow or whatever. <laughs> and you got the whole like, uh, the parachute the crickets, shoots, like- shoots off like Zelda. <laughs> Yep, he's pretty much Zelda of the um, of the borrowers world. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I thought that was great, but yeah, it just it lacked something. <laughs> it's like it, I think it's it, one of the, it lacks weird. development between Ariadne and and Show. Um, I feel like they never had any kind of just normal time of getting to know each other before the shit kind of hit the fan, like. Yeah. It was just like, it feels like there's like a middle portion of this movie, potentially where I've said, I thought there was a third act. Maybe it's just there's a middle portion of this movie that I just feel is missing where the other two characters, where the two main characters should be bonding more and kind of learning more about each other's worlds and stuff like that. Um, It's it's like they have them at odds end and then they finally make peace in time to help save her mum. But then, all right, we're leaving. Bye. You know? Yeah. It's like, should they have made peace? before all that and like i'm and being on better terms before all of the that stuff went down so then potentially they would have it would have made more sense more time together Mm. i guess i don't know um and then i guess moving into like thematic breakdown the only thing i guess i got while watching this movie and it's probably because of recent the uh, last year's best Oscar winner, Parasite, is I kept thinking about Parasite a lot watching this movie. <laughs> and I'm like, is this movie about class structure? Because <laughs> it's, it's Parasite, in case you don't know, last year's best picture winner is literally kind of about a family. I mean, there's nothing fantasy about that movie. It's, it's uh, semi-realistic <laughs> to, to a degree. It's about but it's literally like a family. Leeching off another plot family. is similar. I mean, you, you can say Except everybody's human-sized. Yeah, everyone's human size, but they're living 
kind of they're hiding in another human's house uh, because of and that, and that film's all about class structure and whatever else. So when as I was watching this entire movie, I'm like, is this movie supposed to be at like class structure and how they just want to borrow some simple things? And then you have like the key scene where um the big so if you want to put the the little the the what the fuck are they called? The the family? I just sorry the clocks, right? The clocks. No, yeah. Cl- yeah. So if you want to think about the clocks as like kind of your 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 poor lower class family, there's mm. literally a scene where they adventure very early in the movie, the first time Arietti goes into the house with her father, and they venture into this big mansion, you know, owned by these huge rich people. And then they wander into this room where it's not being used. It's the dollhouse. But the dollhouse is a room that's not being used full of rich and wonderful objects. And why can't they use it? Because. Like, and it's it's to me as I was thinking, as I was watching, I'm like, oh, this is kind of similar to, I guess, if you were to take, go through a rich mansion, uh, you know, some of these billionaires and they own these 20 room houses and they sleep in one and then they have 19 empty. Like, I don't know if I was thinking too far into it, but as soon as I started getting like the parasite connections, I think I was like watching every scene with that trying to be the, the, the connection in my head. So, so then when I got to that scene, that's how I was kind of playing it out in my head. Does that make any sense to you, Ash? Because you've seen Parasite, though. I mean, I guess. Um, I don't think they're doing much charm, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's an it, it, interesting one. I think there's definitely a power dynamic of, obviously, Haru, who uh, Kieran mentioned is Darcy and wants to destroy these people who are doing absolutely nothing, nothing to them yeah. uh just literally borrowing a cup of sugar like it's the most simplest thing really when you boil it down not even it's a cup that. of sugar it's like a cube uh, a cube of sugar yeah a exactly. cube of sugar. yeah it's teeny tiny you know so it's a uh, you know it could it, it could be a number of things it could be like a governmental statement like people getting upset about people getting given tax breaks or something and the rich people are like no those people can't have tax breaks we're the only ones to get tax breaks <laughs> <laughs> well i think i'll look deeper too because like if we talk about the john goodman one that's adapting the not because i haven't read the novel so i don't know what exactly from the authors the original authors standpoint what why from, and how they wrote the story the novel i get from what i know about the novel the novel is closer to the goodman ad- adaptation than this adaptation because well, that's interesting because I always thought the good, as I said, I haven't rewatched really it since I was a kid, so mm-hmm. maybe I'll notice more things if I watch it now. But I always thought that movie was just supposed to be, it takes the concept and just turns it into a comedy for the sake of turning it into a comedy and not have much else to say. It's you know? far more of a kid's book. Like, it's not, yeah. it, like, it is that kind of funny humor a little bit in it. Um, I think this, I, I think I struggle to see the, the class system, but maybe that's because I haven't seen Parasite and. I can see the power struggle. For me, I think there's a th- like a theme of human greed, of the greed of humans, how we can't coexist with things and we kind of spread out I mean, and take It's things. the same theme. So it's you the same concept. Parasite. Yeah, yeah cool, <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, but even just the fact of um, I think there's still an environmental kind of uh, theme to this as well with the point where show is talking about well, how many do you think there is left of borrowers? And mm. she's like, oh, you know, maybe like three or four more three? families. Three? <laughs> and, well, he's like, well, there's 6.9 billion humans on this planet. And there's plenty of other species that are going extinct or have gone extinct. 
because of so it. So like, are you are you viewing the borrowers as kind of a, they're another like an extinct animal type yes, scenario? Yeah, they're yeah. another animal that's being made to go into extinction because of humanity's spread across the world and taking up of real estate and resources around the world. Mm. Um, I think I think that's a, a statement in this movie that it's trying to make in one way or another. That's an interesting question. If you want to like delve mm. into the law. Uh, if you imagine that the their species or whatever you want to call them has been around for as long as humankind has been around, then I guess there was a stage where they kind of just lived ages away from the big people and lived happily ever after. Yep. And then as slowly the, the big humans spread their way across the earth, they got shoved further and further and further into the point where they had to start living inside their homes to literally survive. I guess yep. there's a way you could kind of view the narrative, unless you want to imagine they just popped out of sky one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Is, <laughs> is there any way I can see it? The other thing that I always I find very interesting is the fact that the story they tell when the humans are looking at the dollhouse for the first time and they're discussing that um, there that shows grandfather, I believe it was, uh, built this for the borrowers. Like he built this yeah. for them to live in, and even after selling that story and explaining that to both Haru and Sho it just didn't seem to impact Haru whatsoever. Like, she was just, like, yeah, still don't care, don't care. Like, I'm still going to capture these things. I didn't know if she wanted to, like, I couldn't get the idea if she wanted to, like, prove that they existed or something because maybe her ulterior motive because she didn't want to kill them. She just wanted to trap them. Um, yeah. But I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like that was explained or that was ever kind of expressed I fully. I don't think you need to know what her full plans were because you just know that whatever they were, they weren't good. So, I guess like, the thing is, I, uh, thing, I think if it expressed that she wanted to keep them so she could prove that they were right, um, she was right. Yeah, that would be like a little bit more, I guess, redeeming. Why for did her. she lock? Why did she lock up Show then if she was wanting to just prove save the family's name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, this is just me trying to get to be like. Yeah, no, she locked him up because she got, got she found him hot, uh, dropping little bits of kitchen and she got the hint that he was helping them. So she was like, no, lock you up. I'm going to fucking capture them and take them to a zoo or some yeah, shit. I yeah. don't know. So as I said at the top of the show. move. What if you need to go to the bathroom? Right? <laughs> this kid's got a heart I did find condition. It funny he's in the kitchen and she, <laughs> she just walks out. She's like, what, what about the lock? You just play what lock? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, Ash, do you have any other thoughts on like theme stuff? Uh, Not you really. Yeah. I guess you could... Conservation, I guess, technically. Like, I feel like that extinction comment was like a big thing that popped, stood out for me. Um, mm -hmm. Technically, I guess they're an endangered species. So, really... Haru could be could have been doing them a favor, like getting them all together. Scientists try and keep them all alive. I want to. Uh, that's also. Um, I should mention. I didn't mention this. I should mention this. A star show, but I have seen the English version of this when it came out years and years and years ago. Not to fully remember it, but I, like I watched it in two thousand ten. That's when it came out, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I watched it then. So it's ten years ago. Um, I watched it in English as I, as I did every Ghibli movie. And I got to say, this movie is vastly, I still don't think it's amazing, but I think this movie is vastly improved 
with the Japanese cast. And I know for a lot of these, we've been saying like, wow. oh, the English cast is great or it's on the level or whatever. This is one of those ones where I would actually say the English cast was quite bad. Sorry. Um, Sorry, Tom Holland, Saoirse Ronan, Olivia <laughs> Coleman, Mark Strong. No, it was someone Ooh. else. Who plays the mother? Uh, it was like um, it was some comedian. I can't remember who it was though. Find Sarah it. Silverman. No. <laughs> no. Oh, you might you might have been doing the US version, which is uh yes. Amy Poehler. Yes. Yep. What do you mean a US version? There's a UK version and a US version. Wait, what? really? Yeah. What? A UK d- a version. Dub? Yeah, a UK version dubbed by uh, Studio Canal, and then there's the US version done by Disney. That's crazy. How the fuck am I? I'm so confused now because so this explains many things, like the fact that I've been calling it Secret World Arietti and whatever. How did did we get the American one here, or did I just happen to find an American version? But I brought it in store. I would probably say that we probably got the American version. I would. No, I would no. presume. Well, it's Disney, right? So it's like, yeah, surely, probably. Like, that's the biggest one. In what world do they? Does Studio Ghibli let two different studios? An English one as well. Dub. Like it's not even like it's like a yeah different, different language, language or anything like that. Both it's, English. It's crazy. That's weird. Um, that's my hot take. Uh, so uh, maybe the English one's all right. The English English one. The American <laughs> one, not so hot. There's my IMO. Uh, Kira, what was your favorite moment and or character and why? Um. I think overall, I've really liked Spiller's character design just in general. I thought he was a really fun character for the little parts he was in. Um, I liked when he, clearly being a lot more of a wild um, borrower, when he's offering everybody the cricket leg that he just yeah. pulled out from behind him and Somehow. just their complete and utter disdain and shock from him and him just just being nice. He just didn't have any care in the world for it. He didn't know that this was not supposed to be eaten. It was just... Yeah, he was not uh, acclimatized like they were. I appreciated the dad's sly smirk at all of Spiller's <laughs> antics the entire time he was in that room. <laughs> he was like, mm, the good old days when we used to rummage around in fire. So I wish my family could go live like that. <laughs> Ash, your favorite character and or moment? Character, probably Arietti. I mean, she's hard to dislike. Uh, moment that stood out to me was the crow. Uh popping his head through the fire screen. I thought that was pu- beautifully animated, especially when it gets whacked and sort of like <laughs> <laughs> the way it stumbles and then falls down the house and flies away. Yeah, beautifully animated. I thought that part was horribly scary personally, but... Uh... Scary, but <laughs> animated very well. <laughs> it's like something out of a horror movie or something. Yeah, the crows maybe. Um, yeah, so Ariadne uh, feels like a cop-out pick, but yeah, I mean, she's the... The, the finest character and whatever and i would say my favorite scene was just the first time her and the dad going to the house i enjoyed the whole like stealth yeah. element and the fact like when they first into the uh, into the kitchen they do this really great sound uh mixing of like like really making it sit like it's the first time she's entering and she's hearing everything like the echoes and the mm. people talking of a room and just the the big emptiness of it all they they really I think they really, in that scene, just really did a great job at playing out how s- small person, big world type scenario. And in all of that, you got to see the fun, like how do they traverse? What are they using to do it? Like all that sort of fun stuff that they were doing during that. The fact that the father pulls out the, the little bits of sticky tape or whatever it was and like climbs up the thing and gets it off and climbs up the, the mixing thing. And 
yeah, I enjoyed all that stuff. It's like playing a, it's like, it's like a, whenever you watch the Toy Story movies, I'm always impressed with how they manage to explain how they get, get the toys, make their way around and stuff like that in the, the Disney films. So that's fun. All right. So that is animated wonder number 17, the secret world of Arietti. Let us know what you thought of the film on Twitter. You can follow us all on Twitter by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. Next week's film is From Up on Poppy Hill. So make sure to watch that film before next week's episode releases. And we will see you then. Bye.